Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, December 19th, 2022. Stand up for your country. Happy Hanukkah to all our Jewish uh, listeners and viewers. I'm glad it's Christmas Hanukkah week. Um, we all need to wind down after a very tough year. You know, um, American homes, households, has lost $7 trillion this year. That I, I keep looking at that figure and analyzing it, and, and it's almost incomprehensible. $7 trillion of spending power we've lost because of Joe Biden. And it's as simple as that. It's him. It's his policies and the progressive left that run him. Uh, so this has been a tough year for everybody. And some people, a lot of people don't even know it. Uh, which is why I wrote my column on Sunday. I hope you read it, The Rise of the Tribes, because tribe number two in America doesn't know any of this. They don't know. Um, so I hope you do read it. Um, next year is going to be dicey. You can see the cracks already. Uh, big institutional investors stop buying stocks. Uh, big uh, companies, financial institutions laying people off now. 
Uh, going to be big layoffs in the media already started there. So next year, cautious. And that is why the most important thing outside of your job and your family taking care of both is you got to stay close to us because we're ahead of this. And that's why, you know, premium membership, concierge membership, all of that, you know, if you're going to give somebody a gift, consider that. And, and you guys are already in, so stay with us. Um, the Talking Points memo this evening is on the continuing madness in the media, which is going to get worse as well. Um, they're not going to ever now support a Republican, no matter who that Republican is for president. The media will never, ever again in our lifetime support a Republican, ever. That's how deeply ingrained this progressive movement is in the corridors of power, in the uh, leftist movement. So here is a great example on uh, ABC News Sunday. Um, there was an interview on the program this week with Martha Raddatz. So Texas Governor Abbott came on, roll the tape. You talk about the border wall, you talk about open borders. I don't think I've ever heard President Biden say, we have an open border, come on over. But people I have heard say it are you, our former President Trump, or Ron DeSantis. That message reverberates in Mexico and beyond. Well, that is one of the most foolish statements I have ever heard in my entire career. And Martha Raddatz is not, she's a smart woman. I work with her in Boston at Channel 5 up there. And she's basically saying, oh, uh, Joe Biden isn't the one that's sending a signal. The border's open. It's you, Governor Abbott. And, uh, you know, the conservatives, they're the ones that are making everybody come up here with the open border scenario. And you go to yourself, do you have eyes, Miss Raddatz? These pictures, all right, are sent all over the world of millions of people, five million since Biden's been inaugurated. Foreign nationalists have encountered Border Patrol. Five million in less than two years. And Raddatz is going, no, it's not Biden who's, who's making these people come. It's you. Governor Abbott and the conservatives. And you just go like this. That is so colossally stupid. And she is not a stupid woman. All right. She's a leftist. No doubt about it. And she works for Disney, which is about as liberal as it gets on a corporate level. But I'm sitting there going, are you kidding me? Now, just let me prove my point here. The Biden administration every single day does not enforce immigration law, just doesn't enforce it. And here is the key. Immigration law says, quote, to lawfully enter the United States, a non-citizen must apply and present himself or herself in person to an immigration officer at a U.S. port of entry when the port is open for inspection. That is the law. But for the Biden administration, if you're caught wandering around the desert somewhere or coming over the Rio Grande and you get one foot 
on U.S. soil and say, I want asylum, they let you in. That's a clear violation of the stated immigration law. So there's no debate about it. Now, I get mail going, well, why can't Biden be prosecuted? Because not enforcing the law is not a crime. It's not. If it were, half the DAs in the country would be in a penitentiary. Because they have what they call discretion under the law. Now, can you impeach Biden? In a heartbeat. And if the Senate and House were controlled by Republicans, he'd get convicted. They boot him on this. Because he is absolutely failing to uphold his oath. His oath is, I, Joe Biden, will uphold the laws of the United States. He is not. Am I clear on this? Is everybody clear? Somebody get a message to Martha Raddatz. Okay, there are 51 ports of entry on the southern border. 51. So it's not like they're hard to get to. They're not. But these people don't want to go there because then they get into the bureaucracy. They might be sent back. They know if they can get in here, Biden will let them stay. And it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter if they have 18 felonies in Honduras because the U.S. government can't check them out. Most of them don't even have ID. They don't even, you know, it's like, oh, my name's Jose. All right, and they, that's it. Oh. Now, El Paso, the city, has declared a state of emergency because they're overwhelmed by this. And that's a big city. And the mayor there says, look, we can't handle the amount of people. His name is Oscar Leeser. So we have a state of emergency because we have 40% more migrants in October than we had in October 21. 40% more. And they keep coming thousands every day to the El Paso sector. Why El Paso? Because that's where the cartel is. El Paso Juarez. The cartel controls the whole town of Juarez. Mexican cartels. Um, so what is a state of emergency? It means that the city of El Paso can bus migrants other places without the federal government's approval. It's a big mess. The city of El Paso has no resources to do any of that. But this is a symbolic gesture. Okay, so summing up, why did Martha Raddatz take that tact? Because that is the tact of ABC News. That's what they believe. And they're going to protect Joe Biden no matter what he does. They're going to protect him. Okay? It's clear. And CBS is going to do it, and NBC is going to do it, and CNN is going to do it. No matter what he does, they'll protect him. Now, what is going to happen, I predict now, is over Christmas uh, and the uh, holiday, You're going to see the network news report on the border, but from a humanitarian point of view. Look at these poor people. They're freezing cold. They don't have enough. There's five-year-old Sally, doesn't have enough to eat, trying to get sympathy for the migrants so that they make it easier for them to get in here. That's what you're going to see, rather than what I just did, saying 
What the deuce is the president of the United States doing not enforcing border law? What is he doing? Oh. All right, that's the memo. President's schedule. It's Ecuador Day in uh, the White House. There's a meeting with uh, President Guillermo Lasso of Ecuador. I have not been to Ecuador. I want to go to the Galapagos, so you got to go through there. So I will, God willing, uh, you know, be there sometime. And then at uh, 7 p.m. is a Hanukkah celebration at the White House. That ought to be fun. Uh, Joe and Jill Biden are going to spend Christmas at the White House. No Delaware. They're going to be there. And all the members of the Biden family will join them. Um, And then um, after Christmas, they're going to St. Croix in the U.S. Virgin Islands. I have been to St. Croix, nice island. Not great beaches in St. Croix. A little rocky there, but beautiful island. And they'll do what they always do, the Bidens. They get a rich benefactor down there. They'll stay at their house and uh, they'll have a nice time. I do not begrudge Joe Biden any of that. I just think he's a terrible president. Uh, Okay. Now, on December 18th, Biden was talking to veterans in Delaware and said this. Go. Thank you. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. I married Dominic Giacoppa's daughter, so, you know, I got a little Italian in me now. You know. Okay, I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. We've heard that before. He's used that line before. I'll get to that in a moment. But he did not marry Dominic Giacoppa's daughter. So he, he married his granddaughter. So Biden doesn't even know the lineage of his wife. He doesn't know. It's it's almost, you know, okay. so I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. Am I offended by that? I am not. It's hard to offend me on this ethnic stuff. Um, Did you know that the term paddy wagon was named after Irish drunks, that the cops in New York and Boston threw them into wagons to take them to the drunk tank? And so they named the wagons paddy wagons because overwhelmingly Irish were passed out in the streets. That an ethnic slur? I believe it is. Okay? And then there's a million of them. But I don't care. All right? I'm smarter than Joe Biden. I'm Irish. 100% Irish. And I'm way smarter than he is. In fact, if there were a debate between Joe Biden and myself, there would be a first round TKO. He wouldn't last three minutes with me. And that's the truth. And you can call me a braggart. I don't mind. It's the truth. And you know it. Okay, so let's get to the January 6th referrals. <laughs> so from the very beginning, any fair-minded person knew that the January 6th committee wasn't looking for the truth about January 6th, wasn't trying to find out what actually happened. They were trying to put a noose around Donald Trump's neck and hang him and blame him for the riot. That's what they were trying to do. Everybody knew that, which is why no Republicans in the House outside of uh, Cheney and Kinziker, or whatever his name is, were on the committee. Because every, every Republican said, look, this is the cliche is kangaroo court. That's what it was. Everybody knew that. And subsequently, that was borne out. Millions of dollars spent, time wasted, 
will get Trump no matter what. So today, uh, the committee is issuing uh, a summary of their findings and referring Donald Trump for criminal prosecution. Okay. (laughs) Now, I know a lot about this story, more than most people know. So the three areas that they want the Justice Department to prosecute on are insurrection, that, that Trump caused an insurrection himself, okay? Be obstruction of an official proceeding, that would be the electoral votes, and conspiracy to defraud the United States government. I don't know what that is. Okay, I don't know. Those are the three. Now, the heavy odds are that Merrick Garland will do nothing unless Biden tells him to do it. And Biden is not going to tell him to do it unless the progressives really start to panic about Trump. Because once you do that, then the whole country blows up. And Biden does not need that now. He does not need it. So I don't think anything's going to come of this, at least in the short term. Never know about the long term. So I asked my staff to get a smart guy, uh, an attorney, uh, to uh, give us another point of view on this. His name is Arthur Idalia. You might know him. He's been on TV a lot. He does a radio program on 970 AM in New York City. And uh, here he is coming to us from Manhattan. So if you were defending Trump, because that's what you do for a living, right? You defend people who are charged with serious crimes. Would you be worried? Well, I've only seen the evidence of the prosecutor. So I don't know the evidence of the defense attorney. So often, uh, like yes, uh, Friday, I get the prosecutor's um, accusatory instrument and I read it and I'm like, oh boy, we're in trouble. But then I sit down and I talk to my client and there are a lot of answers to the charges or the circumstances around those charges. Um, from what I saw earlier today, uh, and from Congress's presentation and the video that they ran, yeah, I would definitely be concerned. I and mean, when you have the former Attorney General, Mr. Barr, saying that he told the President of the United States, uh, Donald Trump, that I have found no evidence of fraud. Uh, and basically, no matter how many times you ask me to say that I did find evidence of fraud, I'm not going to do that. Uh, you know, that doesn't bode well. But Mr. O'Reilly, to put you in good company, you know, just because I'm Italian doesn't mean I'm not a really smart guy. Um, I did look up the conspiracy to fraud the United States because I've never heard of it. And I, I found two cases, one from 1910 and one from 1924. And the general concept is any conspiracy for the purpose of impairing, obstructing, or defeating the lawful function of any department of government. That's the first case. And Chief Judge Taft in 1924 wrote, to interfere with or obstruct one of its lawful governmental functions. So President Trump, what he has to do here as his defense is he has to say, look, I never told anybody to storm the Capitol. I never told anybody to uh, create any violence. I never told anybody to do X, Y, and Z. They took it on their own to to do it based on, yes, some of my comments. I did think the election was stolen from me. I do still to this day think there is fraud. Those are genuine beliefs of mine, and I have these reasons to believe it. But um, the 
what Merrick Garland has done, but what he did as soon as President Trump announced he was running for president is he said, look, I shouldn't be the one involved in this case since it's he's running against my boss. And that is clearly a textbook conflict of interest. So in my opinion, he did the right thing by stepping back as much as he could and appointed a prosecutor, um, Jack Smith, who actually I crossed paths with here. He started off in the in the Eastern District of New York and Brooklyn, but he's really been all over the country and all over the world as a prosecutor. He's known as a true prosecutor. People around him say they don't know if he's a Democrat or a Republican. Um, and his statement was, I'm going to look at the evidence and see where it leads. Right. However, clear, he does not have the final say. It still goes. So Congress is basically now giving this to Jack Smith. Jack Smith will do whatever uh, investigation he wants to do. And all he got, does is make a re recommendation back to Merrick Garland. And right. if you are correct, Bill O'Reilly, Merrick Garland will do whatever President Trump, President right. Biden, Biden tells, tells him. him to do. Now, the, as I said to the audience, I know a lot about this case um, because I've been following it very, very clearly. So what the committee has come up with is a bunch of circumstantial evidence. So a skilled defense attorney like you could shred that. So we know, for example, that Trump alerted the Pentagon that the National Guard might be needed to protect Washington, D.C. That's in stone. That happened. So that happened a day before the January 6th incident. That wipes that out, that Trump wanted this riot to occur. It wipes it right out because it's reasonable doubt. If he, did, if he alerted the Pentagon, then he couldn't possibly have wanted this to happen. That's number one. Number two, you're basically saying you disrupted a proceeding to certify the electoral, electoral votes. But Trump comes back or you come back if you're defending him and say, look, Trump believed there was a mechanism in the Constitution that allowed the vice president, Pence, not to certify certain electoral votes in states that are dubious. And then you debate that all around. I mean, but it, there's reasonable doubt right well, there. What, what, the way you have to try to turn lemons here into lemonade is that as a defense attorney, and we have to do that often as defense attorneys, the whole part about Pence and the pressure, because there seems to be some evidence that, that the president of the United States put a lot of pressure on Pence. And that's true. Trump, he did. Trump, but Trump's got to Trump's got to turn it around. And say, but Pence never got to Congress. Pence never disrupted uh, the the proceedings. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Pence never did anything. So you can't blame uh, anything I said to Pence on me disrupting. No, uh, but the, he can, they can say it was a conspiracy that you conspired to make it happen, and just because and it didn't Bill, happen okay. doesn't so throw out the on, conspiracy charge. Since you since you brought it up, let me put on my objective hat because I was a prosecutor and a defense attorney in federal court. Proving conspiracy is a very easy thing to do. It's a very easy thing to do. And if they want to get Donald Trump and they charge him with conspiracy in almost any jurisdiction in the United States of America, the bar is very low to convict somebody of a conspiracy. Here it's to conspiracy to defraud the U.S., which is something I've never heard of, but they could also charge him with conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding of Congress, and that anyone who's charged with proceeding with, with a conspiracy needs to worry because the federal government 
Bill, my dad told me this a long time ago. When they want you, they'll get you. That's true. But remember that it would be a jury um, and uh, they would have to have what they call a smoking gun um, because the jury is going to have to be convinced that Donald Trump actively, not passively, all right, did something illegal to stop a legitimate government function. I could defend this case. I think I could win. But anyway, but he, he doesn't have to do it. He just has to be active in the conversation. And if he directs someone else to do it, he could be sitting in the White House and someone else does something. But there wasn't any there wasn't anybody who did anything like that. Pence went to the uh, Capitol. Pence did what Pence believed the Constitution required. OK, there was no one else involved in that kind of a situation. We've already shredded the fact that Trump wanted the riot to occur. That's not true. So what's the other conspiracy? Giving an opinion? Well, I think Jack Smith, the special prosecutor, what he, the people he's going to call in, and if, if they cooperate, are the ones that were charged with the actual crimes. Who told you to go into the Capitol? There was one guy in the video earlier today. But they said, already well, should the have that. Has... They already well, should well, have that because the proceedings, the criminal proceedings, have been going on for a year. How many people well, are in penitentiary? They should have it already. Now you have a, a different prosecutor who's supposed to be operating independently. Yeah. And you see, and he, you know, he's he known for digging it. You he's also, he Bill, just one more thing is he's also looking at these, uh, the papers that were stuck in Florida and Mar-a-Lago and why these, uh, so he's doing an investigation on several yeah. things. He's doing it on, I know, I know. the third okay. thing is the super PAC that apparently raised some money that, uh, Trump was supposed or I'm sorry, not the super PAC, but Trump raised money right after this that was supposed to be used a certain way. And they're looking at whether it was used a certain way. So there's three you know, ways they're like, going after it. From what I, my perch, it's just like the impeachment stuff. All right. They try. They're trying to get this thing going. They're trying any way they can. Um, I don't think it's going to work, but I could be wrong. Very good conversation, Arthur. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for taking the time. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. This caught my eye over the weekend. I, you see, I don't get any time off like you guys do. I have to always be watching and listening. Sometimes it drives me crazy, you know? <laughs> I just don't want to do it. So Schumer and Pelosi have lunch with the CNN correspondent, Jamie Gangel, who's been around forever, this woman, okay? This was December 15th. 
And I'm looking at this report, and it seems to me that they are gloating. Schumer and Pelosi are gloating. See if you pick that up. Roll the tape. I tell people Nancy instinctively knew how to handle Trump because for her first, you know, 35, 40 years of life, she raised five children and she knew how to deal with children. And that's what helped her deal with Trump because he ultimately was a child. We had a different approach. Chuck is a New Yorker. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. So they spoke their own kind of, they understood each other. What would it mean if Donald Trump was reelected president? I don't think it'll happen. The American people have gotten wise to him. Took a little while, but they did. I don't think that we should talk about him while we're eating. <laughs> Is that classy? I don't... I don't know. I thought I'd show it to you. Okay, so um, the uh, cable news ratings are in from year to year, all right, because 22 is pretty much over now. Um, it's pretty grim, pretty grim. So CNN's primetime audience, that's where they really make their money, primetime is 8 p.m. to 11 p.m., okay, down 33%. So they lost a third of their audience. MSNBC down 21%, okay? Um, not good. And Fox News is down 1%. In the 25 to 54 demographic, which they call the money demographic. Now, remember, when I was doing the factor, we did a million in the 25, 54 some nights, um, the combined uh, 8 and 11 broadcast. So that's why the factor made so much money. Anyway, in the 25 to 54 demographic, CNN down 36%, MSNBC down almost 40%. These are the younger viewers. Fox News down 7%. But in the last three months, Fox News has hemorrhaged 25 to 54 viewers. I'm not exactly sure why. See, Fox News has a built-in advantage because conservative Americans, and remember, there are 125 million homes that have television in this country, 125 million. So the conservatives have nowhere else to go. Newsmax is there, but it has not been able to establish itself uh, for whatever reason. All right. So if you're a conservative, traditional American and you want news at night, there's only one place for you to go. The liberals divide, okay, between MSNBC and CNN, and then they have the nightly newscasts on the three, NBC, CBS, ABC, which are tilting further and further left. Um, so they have a lot of different things. So they're a fragmented audience. Um, but this is not going to get any better. Maybe the presidential election in 24 will ignite it viewership a little. But right now, um, only about 2-3% of homes with TV in America are watching these people. That's nothing. 
Now, you say, well, why do you even discuss it? Because what they say goes out on the Internet. That's the conduit. See, what I say to you on the No Spin News goes out to uh, Facebook and YouTube, and it goes everywhere. I don't even know where it's going. It goes all over the world. I don't even track it. My people do that. But that is what happens. They don't watch real time. They watch clips, and the clips go all over. So that is why we discuss this. Because if there is subterfuge, if there is lying going on, if stories are ignored like the uh, Musk Twitter story, which is an unbelievable scandal, um, you need to know it. Smart life. Okay. So Christmas, Hanukkah, gratuities. That's tips. Okay. Now, I like to be generous around the holidays. I have the resources to be generous. I didn't always. And um, I was still generous. So I'll tell you something I've never told anybody. When I was working at Fox, the factor, as you know, the highest rated cable news show of all time and will remain that Fox did not give Christmas bonuses to anyone. Nobody. I gave out of my pocket Christmas bonuses to my staff. Now, I didn't spread it around. I wasn't, you know, that, 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 that. But I've always done this because people do good work for me, making me look good. And I was kind of offended that FNC making billions and billions of dollars wouldn't kick back a little Christmas Hanukkah money. Okay. So anyway, this week, smart life, the people you depend on, give them a 20 or a 50 or whatever, whatever you can afford. Mail person, sanitation people. That's a key. People pick up your garbage. Okay. Give them a nice little gratuity because you're going to have stuff throughout the year you want them to take. And, you know, it's kind of on the edge. Um, anybody you depend on. So if you have a housekeeper, a babysitter, if you're in an apartment building, the doorman, whoever delivers. Handymen. Okay. I don't know whether you, I have a couple of guys because I can't do anything. All right. I can't fix anything. I'm just hopeless. And they actually laugh at me. The people that I hire laugh at me because I don't know it. Um, where's this, Mr. O'Reilly? I have no idea where it is. <laughs> okay. I should know, but I don't. Anyway, so if this is a practical thing as well as a charitable thing, um, take care of those people that you depend on this week with a smile. This day in history. Now, Christmas music, uh, I don't overdo it. My two favorite albums, uh, Christmas albums, are Charlie Brown, Christmas. What a piece of music that is. And The Carpenters, Karen and Richard Carpenter. Now you might say, O'Reilly, what are you doing? You're not Carpenter. If you listen to Karen Carpenter's voice, okay, it is as clear a voice as any human being has ever had, that I've ever heard. So 44 years ago today, ABC, a whole different network back then, ran a Carpenter's Christmas special. Go. That I wish you Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 
Now, I know it's not an M&M Christmas, but I like that stuff. But just five years later, February 4th, 1983, Karen Carpenter was dead from a heart attack caused by anorexia. She did not eat. And it was horrifying. Um, And, you know, 32 years old. And she wouldn't eat. Um, But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's this eating disorder stuff. It's all over. It doesn't get any publicity, but it's everywhere. Anyway, um, you want some good Christmas music? The Carpenters. Okay, we got a mail segment, and then we have a final thought that pertains to Christmas as well. We'll be right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful a lot of anxiety, and it's gonna get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Go to the mail, Daniel Birch, Portland, Oregon. Um, Bill, why do you and others repeatedly say Biden doesn't care about illegal immigration? He does care, and his administration is competent. They're doing this on purpose. They want millions more illegal immigrants to come to America. It's clearly intentional. Okay, so we're not opposed. My direct statement is the Biden administration does not want to solve the problem of illegal immigration. You are correct. The progressives want as many foreign nationals in this country as possible. And it goes to the column that I wrote on Sunday. I hope you uh, read it. The rise of the tribes. Martin, I fear tribe one, this is from the column, is on the way out. Simply a numbers game. The tipping point is millions of people streaming across the border who have zero stake in our culture. There's something to that. But many, many, many immigrants work really hard and buy into the uh, American dream. Many. They're not layabouts. 
Jeff, concierge member, please consider concierge membership for yourself or as a gift. I agree that Republicans should go heavy on evidence and light on hysteria when they have the committees investigating the Bidens. My problem is that evidence doesn't mean anything, um, and there are liberal judges all over the place. It's a court of public opinion here. So that's what this is, court of public opinion. James, investigations are just protests without the marches, serve no good for our country, and take elected officials away from the duty of solving the problems of our country. I disagree. I think you've got to get to the truth of certain matters. Rich Short, Rochester, New York. Bill, won't the corporate media black out any Republican-led congressional hearings? Yeah, but it'll get out on the Internet. Talk radio, Fox News, it'll get out. It'll get out, just like uh, the border. Al Pollock, Logan, Utah. Bill, I listened to your piece on price gouging, and I have a great example. Where I live, we now have a Costco selling gas at $2.99 a gallon, while other stations are $3.53. Sure, Costco does a heavy volume of gas, and their prices are lower, but you think those gas prices at the gas stations are going to come down fast? They're coming down, but not fast. Final thought in a moment. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth, delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Time now for the final thought of the day, and we just gave you a gratuity smart life uh, segment. Now, charitable giving on BillOReilly.com. I have listed uh, some of the charities that we give to. They've all been vetted. Uh, I am very, very militant about that. I'm not giving money to people who are going to waste it. All right. I talk to the people. We know what they're doing with the money. So if you're looking for charities, but let me give you a tip. Um, In your town and your county, there are usually a big brothers and sisters organization. I was a big brother when I uh, worked in Denver. I had three uh, kids and uh, it was one of the best things that I've ever done. And I think the kids themselves would agree because I've stayed in touch with them over the years and mentored them. Um, so the Big Brothers Big Sisters, that's a local charity that you might want to support. The other thing is the food kitchens. Um, they have them everywhere. Now, there are people, and they're not drug addicts or, or ne'er-do-wells or whatever, that are really poor. And they're confused, and they don't have the skills to really make it in America, and they're hungry. So those things you can find and you can actually walk in and give them a check or whatever. And you can check it out yourself to see if they're being run properly. And, you know, I am uh, a guy who respects every religion, even Islam when it's sincere. You know, not when I try to kill people, but, you know, and the basis of Christmas is Christianity. And it's quite clear 
that we Christians have an obligation to help people who need help. And so around Christmas time, this is, it's, I have to do it. I have to do it. Now tomorrow, I'm going to, we have a special edition. I'll be here and, and I'll be here in, in the setting and we'll have a, a news and all of that. But I'm going to take some time out to do two things. Uh, the movie that I'm most proud of that I executive produced is Killing Jesus. I mean, Killing Kennedy was really good, and so was Killing Lincoln and Killing Reagan. They were all good. But Killing Jesus is a cut above. And I'm going to run a two-minute clip that directly pertains to the history of the birth of Jesus. Um, Kelsey Grammer is, uh, plays Herod in the clip. I'm going to run that. And then I'm going to, and I've done this once before, I'm going to go over the history that Martin Dugard and I found in Killing Jesus, the book, which was a massive worldwide bestseller. It doesn't have any religion in it, by the way. I don't use the word Christ once in Killing Jesus because Christ is Redeemer and it connotes a belief. We didn't do that. What we did was methodically find out, okay, what Jesus, the boy and the man, actually experienced on this planet. It's fascinating to me. I mean, even if I were a pagan, I mean, Jesus of Nazareth, the Nazarene, is the most famous human being was ever lived. How did that happen? How did that happen? Think about it. Think about it. Of all the people who ever lived, he's the most famous and has the most followers today in 2022. How did that happen? Tomorrow, I'm going to tell you right here on the No Spin News. Not going to be a sermon. It's going to be historically based. I find it fascinating. You may find it boring. If you do, you don't have to watch or listen. But I think it is Christmas week. This is a good deal. All right. So thank you very much for watching and listening on our on more than 100 radio stations across the country. And we will see you tomorrow. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.